Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy-to-use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business, all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. AWeber, simpler email marketing. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So many episodes. 1625. Million dollar weekends and tactical business insights with Noah Kagan, CEO of AppSumo and author of Million Dollar Weekend. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. I always thought it was really risky to have a job that I hated doing what I didn't like with people I didn't like versus at least giving myself a chance. And I know that, you know, a lot of people have day jobs and I I think the traditional wisdom in entrepreneurship is like, well, you better go quit and you have to go all in and burn the boats and 10 X. And it's like, Nope, I never did that. And I don't think you have to do that. I think, especially if you have a family, especially if you're, you know, have a mortgage, you don't, I wouldn't, I personally would never want anyone to ever risk that. Welcome to So Money, everybody. I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. Our guest today, Noah Kagan, was a one-time cubicle monkey at Intel, but then he was number 30 at Facebook, number four at Mint, and today the CEO of AppSumo, which is an eight-figure company. He's an early adopter to the internet, let's just say. He had a blog in the year 2000, and he's started multiple million-dollar businesses. He's considered a mentor to many successful entrepreneurs. And today, he's here to share many of his insights and strategies taken from his book, Million Dollar Weekend, The Surprisingly Simple Ways to Launch a Seven-Figure Business in 48 Hours. You know, I play devil's advocate, but Noah surprised me. He knows that this might seem unattainable. So we go right into it. How can you actually start not just a good idea, but a million dollar idea in two days? Noah shares the top business ideas he thinks you can scale really well right now and how to decide where to invest your money to make your business a success. What do you outsource? What do you do yourself? I even get some interesting business advice from Noah. Here's Noah Kagan. Noah Kagan, welcome to So Money. My gosh, um, I'm a little embarrassed. It's It's been years. I've had this podcast for nine years. You should have been up there. Like I should have reached out to you nine years ago to come on the show, but better late than never. And especially now, great, because you've got this incredible book that's launching called Million Dollar Weekend. It actually came out just recently, and I want to get into it, but you call yourself you call yourself a dinosaur. No, I call you internet royalty. 
<laughs> you got to stop calling yourself a dinosaur. You were like an original gangster. You had a blog in I think like the year 2000 before I, I was, I didn't even have a cell phone in the year 2000. You had a blog yeah. <laughs> just to give you a sense of where I was at technologically. Um, how are you? How's your new year going? Thanks for having me. So I wanted to sing with you. Do I love karaoke. So. <laughs> so I've never done that. I think your presence is like turning me into a, in, in, this episode is going to now be a musical. We can, I'm not a music. I haven't seen Frozen yet. That's on my bucket list. What? 2024. I know. I know. I'm having a kid this year. So I've got two okay, babies. Well, you gotta, will. It'll be, it'll happen. Yes. You'll have, it'll be effortless. Once I cannot, kid. I'm going to have a paper baby, which is this book. And I have a real baby. Uh, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm I've got two kids this year, but one I, I care a lot more about uh, the real one. Hopefully you guys Yay. don't have to guess. When is that? When is your, so when, that's when, due <laughs> July 8th. You know, he's healthy and, and all that yeah. stuff. And his only, his mother wants me to only read a million dollar weekend though. She said, look, this is, there's one book. <laughs> That every kid needs to read to grow up, and thank God you wrote it. <laughs> so if he wants to be an entrepreneur like his dad, and I like to be a good example, he's gonna just have that's a nighttime story. It's just here's how you're gonna get your first dollar, baby Noah. Wow, wow. <laughs> so million dollar, you're an incredible marketer. I'm gonna get into some of the incredible. You. you just you have a you were. I mean, do you think that you were sort of you arrived on planet Earth with disposition towards entrepreneurship? Like, do you really think that you were? you have the DNA for this? Cause I think that some of us do and others, we learn it. I think I have a propensity of curiosity and I saw my parents less afraid of asking questions, but what I, what excites me, I was thinking about this earlier today specifically was like, I love the shy people. And I think there's this common misconception that people think, oh, you've got to be a big, loud, obnoxious, annoying person to have success in business. Mm. And I think there's a lot of sweet, kind, introverted, shy people that maybe want to try a different path out. And I, and I do believe everyone can be an entrepreneur. And there's people, you know, I was uh, talking with Eric uh, Banholtz from Beardbrand. He's, you know, he's not someone that's like super flashy and all this stuff. And guess what? That, that's great. It can work that way too. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's things that most people need to improves the skills and it's, it's not something like a sport, right? Like in sports, you have to have some physical ability, right? Like you, and a lot of times that is genetics, but in, in entrepreneurship, it's universal, which is yeah. so cool. It's available for everyone. But million dollar weekend, really? <laughs> you know, I'm going to ask with a side eye, right? Like, come on. I definitely think that you can ideate in 48 hours and you can, scribble some really smart things on paper in 48 hours. You could probably, you could definitely get a website together. And these days, of course, we have so many more resources. The The barrier to entry is zilch. Uh, but will it be good? And you're promising that not only will you launch, it'll be fantastic and you can make millions. So, okay. What's your answer to the people who are like, really, Noah? My answer is wondering, who are the two people that are going to change their lives today by listening to this show? And that's just someone listening is going to say, Hey, I listen to Farnoosh. I listen to Noah. And I decided I'm going to, I want, I want something better in the future. I'm going to change my life today. Mm-hmm. And you can create a million dollar business in a weekend. That's possible. I've done it numerous times and I'm seeing others do it now too, specifically from the book and also from things I've started in the past where I've helped people. Now, million dollar weekend, I, I, let me be crystal clear. You're not going to make a million dollars in a weekend. Yeah. That's just not, it, someone will do it. I think in the decade from when this book comes out, we will see someone do it. Something really interesting will happen. I would say 99% confidence that can happen. What most people will do 
is that they can get a million dollar business going in the weekend and by sticking with it over some period of time, it might take a few years, they will be a millionaire. And I'm curious which two people are going to do that. Now, what most people do though, is that they think they're not ready or they think they have to get a million dollar scalable thing. And it's no, most of these big million dollar businesses can start as hobbies. Airbnb started as an email to a design conference, Facebook, a weekend where he copied someone else's business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.com. I started it for $50 <laughs> in a weekend. Yeah. And I did it for sale, $12. Mm-hmm. And then I stuck with it. And now I think yesterday was $212,000 in sales for the day. And the point though, is that you can do it. You can get started. It does start at $1. And that is eventually, yes, will lead you to maybe grocery money or something even bigger than that. And it only takes 48 hours to get that started, which everyone has available. Hmm. Your business plan for most people is to try to get three paying customers within 48 hours. So clearly not the million dollar solution, but I appreciate you said this isn't going to be like a 48 hour million dollar plan, but that you can scale to that. So what are you seeing these days is like the types of businesses that can mm. that can be weekend successful? Obviously, we're talking here mostly about, I'm guessing, internet oriented businesses. This isn't like, you know, you're starting a shoe store, but um, (laughs) uh, that's a lot of overhead and rent. But um, if we're talking about swiftness and access and starting quickly, I'm imagining something internet oriented, but what are you seeing really work these days? Yeah, there's a woman named Mackenzie Seal. And I think I'm assuming like a lot of your audience, educated, intelligent, very has probably yeah. good salary, good looking. You probably have I'll a tell you what, audience. I, I just surveyed them. Majority make six figures. Many, I would say like half have uh, masters and some have PhDs. I think 15% have PhDs. We're, we're into like great. investing in ourselves. We, we're not yeah. shy about that. A lot of these people, and I'll give you specific businesses, think it's got to be some big scary thing and they've got to commit a lot of time and they've got to take a lot of risk and they've got to spend a lot of investment. And the the reality is actually that's not true. That's Mm -hmm. just a misconception. So the reason I said that is there was a woman, Mackenzie, who read Million Dollar Weekend and she had a job at Warby Parker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most of Warby Parker. She also, I think worked at one of these other pretty large companies and she dreamed of having more side income. And the thing that's interesting is, especially you're very familiar with finance, like what's a great stock market return? 10%? Whoa. You know, you get an index when you get 10%. Real estate. Okay, maybe it appreciates 2x. Maybe you get a 7% return a year on your cash. Wow. With entrepreneurship, I put $50 in and last year I made over $3 million personally. Right? And, and I don't say that as arrogant, right? I made, there's mm-hmm. definitely years where I made very little and that was okay too. But it was by the, the upside of entrepreneurship and getting started on it, can you lead this down this path? And so with Mackenzie, she dreamed of connecting more with people and having her own controllable income because I've been fired a lot. <laughs> and if, if you have a day job and you have a six-figure salary, if you're not in control of it and you don't decide it, then someone else is, can control with one decision your destiny. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to have that. I want to at least have that option available for myself and for others. And so she had the idea to do greeting cards. Mm-hmm. Not some slick. And I, I thought, you know, especially on my YouTube channel, you'll see this. I thought you only can get rich in tech. And that's just not the case at all. That's absolutely not true. And that's what I find so exciting about the world is you can do whatever you're interested in. Ideally, you make sure it's a million dollar opportunity if you want to make it a business. And it can be that as a business. And so she started out messaging some of her friends, following the process. And now in one year with greeting cards, which I was like expecting her you know, to make a little bit of money. In one year, she sold $50,000 worth of greeting cards. And this is not a person who's 
had some big social media following or went to some MBA kind of school. She's a normal undergraduate degree making six figures, which is, sounds like a lot of your audience. And there, you know, I come from tech, so that is a lot of how I've started it. But the more the thing about the book is that how do you help, how do you help people just get started? Yeah. Right. How do you help people get better at asking, which is the other kind of key things that have held people back from success in business and then following a process, whatever kind of business they're interested in. And it, guess what? It's not going to work. That's why I teach. How do we overcome fear? How do we overcome failure? Because mm-hmm. I, I try to start an offline business reading the book. I try to start a lawn care business because that was oh, yeah. what the audience wanted me to start. <laughs> and I went and knocked on a bunch of doors and we filmed it. It's coming out in a few weeks. And I kept getting, and these are my neighbors who know me. They're like, don't you run AppSumo.com? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know. But I, I really care about lawns, which I, I do actually, you know, as you get old, when you're in your 40s, you care about lawns. And they rejected me, my neighbors. And it was like, okay, good. I practiced starting. I got going. I did asking. But then that led me to then say, all right, well, this is really hard. Let me try to find something else that's one easier. Because you, as you said, if it's tough to find three customers, it's not going to get easier. It'll get harder. And then I said, hey, you know, I really hate DocuSign. You know DocuSign? Oh yeah, I use it. Yeah, I I hate hate DocuSign. I you know it's like twenty bucks a month, and then you have to upload stuff. Most Adobe products are are difficult. I find it's difficult. Yeah, and yeah. so most problems you have are are also business opportunities on the other side of them. Mm. You've avoided doing something at your house. Guess what? I bet you a lot of other people have done it too. That's a business opportunity, yeah. and it doesn't have to be some commitment. So yeah, that that was an idea that I started reaching out to people. Saying, hey, I'm going to build this, this product, which is DocuSign Alternative. Do you want to pre-order it? And I was able to do $3,000 in sales in 24 hours, not posting on social media, not emailing my list and letting the audience suggest, hey, you're going to do a software idea. Great. Yeah, you just want, you want some proof, some evidence. What is some other evidence that may not be financial that you're onto a really hot idea? Sometimes the money comes later, but initially when you're measuring the viability, the success of a business idea, what are some other variables that you like to see present quickly? At the end of the day, it's customer first. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're trying to do a content business even. Like you're, hey, I'm excited. I met this guy, Talit, from His and Her Money podcast. And yes. his story is exactly Million Dollar Weekend. I was so, just on his podcast and yeah, they're great. Yeah, they, they I met are them before they were their brand and they, yeah. And well, that's another part of Million Dollar Weekend, which is how do you connect with prefluencers? Yeah. So that, that's a whole later once you, you've got to scale it. But what was fascinating with him was he was a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, as a regular teacher, I definitely don't think that's six figures unless you're at a private school. But he got started, he stuck with it, which I, I think is kind of the underlying key of success because you have to start something that can have the potential and then you have to not quit too soon, which we all have. We've all yeah. quit too soon, something. And six years later, he quit his job debt-free, owns his house, running a content business. And so mm-hmm. what are you looking for early on is, is, are people excited to give you money? That's number one, so yes. three customers in 48 hours. Because if it doesn't happen in 40 hours, it will get much harder. Or if you want to do a content business like him, if you're putting out this content, is it something that people are watching? Is it something that people are like, hey, when's the next video coming out? Because mm-hmm. I see a lot of people, and I've done this myself, start try to start a business and they stick with something that no one wants for a very long period of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I want like this book, and it sounds like your book, I want early validation that what I'm going to do is going to have success, meaning I don't want to run really fast in the wrong direction. So in 2011, I posted an article on Tim Ferriss's blog about how I've started so many businesses that in so fast and so cheap that I've become million dollar businesses. And I put an article out because I wanted press for AppSumo. And that I think that article got millions of views yes. very, very quickly. And I was like, oh, wow. 
that's interesting. People are really excited about this content and this, the way I've approached it. And that led me to then say, all right, when I'm ready for, to write a book, I feel very confident that I can uh, have a book that people will be excited to read. I want to talk a little bit about the skill sets that my listeners may have that they're not appreciating because they're working at a nine to five where they may not feel appreciated. But you mentioned Talit, who is a teacher. And I find that so many teachers have it. They have it for entrepreneurship. Why? Because they're really good at teaching. They're really patient. And they have knowledge. They have a knowledge bank and they haven't maybe yet learned how to leverage it to sell it. They have to learn the sales side of things. But once they do, oh my gosh, yeah. the rest is history. What have you seen evidenced by those who have gone on to build million dollar businesses who came from the corporate nine to five world, the, you know, the, the ingenuity, the skills that they have that were underappreciated yeah. once upon a time, but now really what is driving their, their revenue? Yeah. You know, I, I like the quote, don't trade your nine to five for a five to nine. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning don't trade the, the day job for something. Now you're working your ass off on the other side that you don't like either. Yeah. And I, I always thought it was really risky to have a job that I hated doing what I didn't like with people I didn't like versus at least giving myself a chance. And I know that, you know, a lot of people have day jobs and I, I think the traditional wisdom in entrepreneurship is like, well, you better go quit and you have to go all in and burn the boats and 10 X. And it's like, nope, I never did that. And I don't think you have to do that. I think especially if you have a family, especially if you're, you know, have a mortgage, you don't, I wouldn't, I personally would never want anyone to ever risk that. Yeah. What you do have to do though, is you have to get started and then you have to practice asking and getting rejected. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't have to be so scary. I think that's another misnomer in business where it has to be this big, scary thing. Like I've got to start a business and I've got to get an LLC and I've got to do social media. It's like, says who, mm -hmm. right? You can, and there's ways of doing it. But it's also finding the way that works for each person. I think the two skills that I've seen that are fundamental and have held everyone back from success is they never get started. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have a friend, he works at Amazon. He makes $400,000 a year in sales. And so he has always wanted to be a creator, right? Just like where you are today. And the only difference between you and him is you, well, many differences, but you started. Right. And that led you to where you are today with a published book. And uh, published. Correction, I got laid off, which then gave me the <laughs> kick in the pants to get started. Sometimes the best decisions in life are the ones that are made for you. So I can't take full credit for having the foresight, but I was like, I was stuck. And sometimes well, that's a gift. It's a blessing. You know, getting fired was blessings. And mm -hmm, it, it mm -hmm. you know, one of the things I would say from AppSumo's experience of hiring people and is how does everyone copy the immigrant mentality, whether wherever you're an immigrant or not? And immigrants have two things in common. And you know, my father's an immigrant. And all, most of the women and men at AppSumo are immigrants or uh, descendants. They can change. They can control their attitude and they control their effort. Mm -hmm. That's it. You can control how many hours you work and you can control your attitude about it. And so I would say what I've noticed with, with success from entrepreneurship, number one is to get started. Like you're never ready. The best time to be ready is today right now. Yeah. And so think about, okay, what's something small I could do today? Could I put something out on YouTube? Could I contact my neighbor and say, hey, I know you haven't mowed your lawn because you're a mess. Like, is it, do you ever think about maybe hiring someone to do that? Or, hey, someone paid me to do cookies or do a financial plan. Like I have a friend, uh, one of my girlfriend's very good friends is Federico. He has a day job that I don't think he likes. I don't know if, uh, you know, I'll just share it, but he doesn't like his day job. And he's, but he loves, he helps my girlfriend. She pays him to do her, her personal finances. Mm -hmm. And he loves it. You can tell he glows up on that. It's like, huh, that, Freddie, that is the thing. 
it doesn't have to be some secret thing that you have to find out there. You already have that in you, but you have to get started and then stick with that. The other thing is asking. So take Federico or, you know, yourself or anyone, for instance, it's, hey, I'd like someone else to be my customer. I'd like someone to come on my show. I'd like someone to work for me. You know, most billionaires that I've interviewed, they say the secret to success, it's not a secret because I'm telling you, and I don't like people to tell me their secrets. I'm like, that's not a secret, but it's sales. And what is a sale? Sale is asking. And so the more in life that we can just practice asking for things we think are good for others, the more we can get things for ourselves. And so Federico today, right now could text my girlfriend or text one of their friends saying, hey, I love doing your personal finances. Let me at least walk you, let me see what yours looks like for free even. And if you like it, you can pay me 50 bucks a month and I'll do your finances and investing every month for this year. And mm-hmm. I think people miss out on that disconnect of that one customer is what can lead to a million or billion or trillion dollar business. Right. Ever had buyer's remorse after purchasing a piece of furniture online? Listen, I've made all the mistakes in the past with ordering incorrectly sized pieces, items that had poor quality, bad fabrics. I've suffered through intolerable customer service. Fortunately, now I've discovered Cozy, a North American company that offers thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. And let me tell you, it's an exceptional experience. Delivery is fast and free and assembly is a breeze. The furniture is elegant. It's customizable. You even have the ability to add modules to Cozy's sofas over time so the furniture grows with you. And my favorite quality, of course, is that the price points are affordable. Cozy eliminates the middleman and offers tremendous value through its direct-to-consumer business model. Transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, that's spelled C-O-Z-E-Y.com, to start customizing your furniture. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, also known as problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since maybe high school. Get something you know wear and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with the code podcast15. What's the first thing you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? My husband said to me the other day, just take the afternoon off. And friends, while that sounds great, I just didn't know what to do with myself. Should I go for a run, take a nap? It's funny, right? Because I spend my life wishing I had more time, but the question has now become time for what? I realized I need to spend some time thinking about what is actually important to me. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. We talk about the importance of mental health 
all the time on this show, how it's important for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash so money today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash so money. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free, installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others in the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered shower head purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. And while you're there, use the code SOMONEY at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. I have clients right now in my group coaching program who want to build multifaceted content platforms. You know, they want the podcast and the book and the blog yeah. and, the, and the clients and this and that. And what they're really struggling with in their in their early stages is where do I show up first? Where What do I start with first? Do I? Oh, and, love and it. I, there is a bit of a <clears throat> some things build on each other, and but a, but you have to start. And is it do you start with like a TikTok? Do you start with your podcast? Like, what do you recommend, especially for those yeah. content creators who are overwhelmed? You have to start today. So let's just get there because people use that as an avoidance technique. Well, yeah. I don't know which platform. Let me let me research more. Meaning they scroll on TikTok more. <laughs> right. And you make so TikTok richer, not you. Right. Yeah, and so. The way that I like to approach it, there's two key things. You do the platform you're using the most. So I, mm-hmm. I do YouTube and I and when I started YouTube uh, a few years ago, I started because I liked it, but I just used my phone. And I think people use another excuse. I don't have the I don't have a microphone. I don't have a camera. Like I literally just used my phone and I recorded myself shirtless post post workout, which let me be very clear if you're listening to audio, it, it was not impressive of a body. It wasn't like I'm <laughs> some ripped dude. It wasn't it was a thirst like, trap. No, it was the opposite. It was like a dehydration trap. <laughs> but I just posted the video and I liked it and people seemed to respond to it. And then I, you know, honestly, I tried every platform at the same time. So I launched on then I YouTube and I was like, hey, I really like this. And let me be clear there. I liked making content. I've been doing it since 2000. The year right now is 2024. So 24 years I've been doing it because I like it. And if you want to be a content business, you also don't have to be in front of the camera. There's a guy, Jeremy, on our team who now has a freelancing agency. He His whole agency is thumbnails and titles. And yeah. I would I will be surprised if he doesn't make seven figures doing that uh, mm-hmm. in the next few years. I believe it. And so I did every platform. And what I recognized by doing every platform is that you can't win doing every platform. Mm-hmm. And so find the... So six months in, I said, I'm only going to do YouTube and do it as an experiment. A lot of times in entrepreneurship, think of yourself as a scientist and try it as an experiment. So yeah. test it. And if it works, then invest in it. So... I said, I'm trying to do all these platforms. I'm not doing great there. Let me just do one and see if I can excel 
in the next six months. And by focusing on one, and to be clear, I spend now maybe 10 to 20 hours a week watching YouTube because I love it. Yeah. I love what I remember. I remember someone years ago telling me they watched a bunch of you. I'm like, what do you watch there? And now it's just like, oh man, don't get me started on that. And I love the platform. And that's what I focused on. I did not do a lot, almost anything on Twitter, did not do anything. And so how do you find your platform? Look at the one you're using the most and look at relative to the work you've done on it. Are you feeling the results are worth it? So I did a podcast for years and I did feel like, hey, I'm putting all this work and the audience isn't really growing. And it, did, it felt a little bit more, I wasn't really winning relative to the work. And so YouTube was like, I put in this work and I get really great return. The other part I would say for everyone out there, and this is the more important part I would say. So as long as you get started today, do the law of 100. So commit to 100 posts, commit to 100 videos. With my YouTube channel, I loved it and it was getting results. But until pretty much the 98th video, most of my videos were getting 5,000, 10,000 views, which is still a lot. But because I I didn't quit too soon, which we all do, I said, I'm going to do at least 100. The be almost the lat the video. I, would, I don't think I would have quit. And the reason I like this hundred number is because it really gets you in a habit of it. And then after hundred, you could decide. But am I, you know, towards the end, I did this knocking on doors video. And when you're making content, uh, one of the things that I always think about, and if you see my content, it's always who. My my viewer is an underdog. It's someone even if you have a day job, but you thought there's more for you to do in life. And my, you know, and as you create content for this who customer, it's about what content do you want to make and what do they want. Because all the content I was making was what I wanted because it was easy. But they wanted to be inspired. And so knocked on doors in my neighborhood in Westlake and Austin, Texas, and put out that video. And then within a week, it was a million views. But that's after three, vid- that's after three videos a week for a year. Wow. Or maybe that, it was mo- yeah, more than 100 videos. It's a test in your consistency. And I think that there is so much value, even if you decide, you know, after the 100th video or post or podcast, I'm not doing this anymore. But and, like, think about what you have learned in those 100 attempts, um, whether it's like you got really good at editing or really learned a lot about your audience and who they're not and as much as who they are. I mean, there is a lot to learn as well it's, in that process. It's not just it's win or lose. It's super fun. And I, I would give you one other suggestion. Uh, I reply to every single comment mm-hmm. for the first year, more or less, it was me. And I'm, I don't have a team that does it. You know, even today, someone emailed me and they're like, tell your team, thank you. In the book, uh, I have a part, it's called the dollar challenge. And it's to get people in the habit of starting. And you can Venmo request me a dollar. And I, I sent someone a dollar last night. And this morning he goes, oh, tell your team, thank you for that. And I was like, <laughs> I am the team. My team behind my Venmo? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so I don't want to know you if you have a team who's managing your Venmo. Um, I, which we do have teams, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I, the point is like, like connect with your audience. Reply to these people. Like engage with them one by one. I think people never get to millions because yeah, they never goes, get you know, start with one. It goes a long, long, long way. I will say I, re- I respond to all my DMs. I don't have a team. And I've talked about this on the show before. I... The idea of scaling to an eight-figure business, that was never my goal. I like being a solopreneur. I, I enjoy my processes. And of course, I have contractors and I have partnerships. But by and large, you know, I'm the only full-time employee. And so for those listening, I would love your thoughts on when to know you are the, you are built for the eight-figure business. I do think it comes down to personality. You know, some people just love mm. to talk about their 15 interns and their 22 <laughs> staff team. And I that gives me hives. So that says to me, like, you know, at some point it becomes personal, the business. It's no longer, you know, um, 
what the market should commands or wants. Like you have to also decide for yourself how far you're going to go. Well, I, so when Facebook was started, Mark did not think the vision was where he is. And I think that's a misconception I've noticed where it's like, ah, I didn't want to start this big thing. Well, one, most people haven't gotten started. And as you start, your vision should change because you're evolving as a person. And same with AppSumo. My goal with AppSumo was to get to my freedom number, which was $3,000 a month. So I didn't have to work for anyone again and I could live abroad. And that was what I was able to do. And everyone else can do it. I guess the question I wonder for you, though, is what's holding you back from wanting to do that? And to be clear, I don't care if you're eight or seven or six or nine, but it sounds like you're like, oh, I don't want to have all these people and and stuff. But on the other side of that, what are some of the benefits of hiring a team or people that can then help support you? So if you want to take off months, then they're able to run the business for you. Yeah. I guess I would love, I wouldn't mind being on the other side of it immediately, you know, like, uh, but it's the, it's the process of like building and scaling and growing and hiring and firing. And I think, um, that complexity is not where I, I think it would just be too difficult for the the payoff for me just isn't like, why? So I can have like a bigger house so I can go on more vacations. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I like the way that my life is run. And yeah, yeah, maybe going abroad for a month sounds great. I can probably get there at some point the way things are. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, it's not like I don't invite growth. I'm growing all the time. I'm evolving all the time. Things are changing all the time. It's just that the human resource part of it is not something that I think that I would, that I would, I would do well at. It's the, it's the best and worst part of business. Yeah. And <laughs> It's definitely the best of worst. And I don't know, it sounds like, you know, similar to your original, what you commented earlier in the show, where like, hey, you got fired, laid off. I'm, you know. Yeah. Um, I like and to say that fired, led, it's more dramatic, yeah. It's way more, dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> but that led you then to then start a thing. So I wonder, how do you experiment more with, with potentially hiring slowly yeah. and finding if that makes a difference for you or not? So for me, mm-hmm. I love hiring people. I think it's it's literally the best thing on earth is that I get to interact with people way better than me, literally better than me, way better. Yeah. Now, I hate people always say that. I want to be the dumbest person in the room. I'm like, do you? Because it doesn't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you, but it doesn't have to be, and it, by the way, it doesn't have to be all at once. And so one of the ways I like to think about it at AppSumo is that where do I want to end up at the end of this year? And this is something everyone can copy, like write down December 31st, whatever year you're listening to the show, where you want to end up. And maybe for you, hey, I want to be able to take a month off and everything is great. And that, that would be my end of the year goal. And, and then you could work backwards from that. And so for me with AppSumo, I wanted to be able to leave for an entire year, which, you know, it's an $80 million a year business, which is kind of crazy, which I can't believe it's this big even. And, yeah. But I also want to be able to leave if I want to spend all my time with my, my son and my, my partner. And so what's then required to work backwards from that? And, and that's what mm-hmm. we've been able to set up in the business. But it's also didn't happen at once. Like the first year was just mostly me. And then it was hiring one guy for free who's my now my CTO and my business partner, one of my best friends, Chad. And then we hired this guy, Matt, the year two, who could do sales, even though he didn't know how to sell. <laughs> and it, it's an evolution that uh, I don't think it has to be all or nothing, but I think the gradual sure. progress, I find it super rewarding. I think it'd be interesting for you to explore that. Like, yeah, the, the analogy, I I, do it. yeah, because the I analogy think, I think um, people have is like, if you go on one date and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want HR problems. That's like going on one date and you're like, well, I'm going to be celibate because this person sucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but the reality is, is like you might actually find it sounds like, you know, your husband where you're like, wow, I found someone who's amazing and they're excited to be a part of this and they like doing all the things I hate. So maybe a question I love to ask you 
how would you love to spend your week? Like if your week is exactly how you want it to be, what does that look like? Hmm. Gosh, I have two kids, six and nine, so I can't exactly disappear. Uh, although that might be <laughs> what I really want to do. Um, <laughs> I want to gone girl it, man. No, um, I just <laughs> think like I would probably like to have more stretches of time where I'm not um, tethered to an electronic device. I think that's what I would Great. like to do. And I think there's a fear that if I'm gone for too long. I have friends who were like, I took off November on Instagram and they got DMs from people like, are you okay? Is everything okay? Are you still alive? Because when we don't show up on social and places like that, people start to worry. And that's because we're, we're that's where we're at. I just think it's funny that you're like, we work so hard so that we can disappear. That's really the goal. Like I want to be able to <laughs> travel and explore and disappear. No, um, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to be on social media. So I don't post a lot of my, my girlfriend or even that we're pregnant publicly. That's only yeah. you know, the show that's coming out in February. Uh, and I don't, I don't even want to spend a lot of time on social media. And you, you guess what? You don't even have to do that. You do have to get it going, mm-hmm. but then it's all right. Can I hire someone? So there's, this is crazy. I have a 17 year old that works with me. His name is Jay. He lives with his parents. Wow. Yeah. I'm 41. And Jay loves social media. This guy gets it. And so Jay contacted me uh, in Germany, put together a presentation of everything I'm doing wrong, a 30 point presentation. And he's like, Hey, your, your Instagram sucks and your email sucks. And I'm like, yeah, cause I don't care about it that much. Yeah. Here, let me do it for you. So he did it as a free trial. And by the way, that's a great way to work for anyone. And now yeah. he makes more than all of his other high school students. And pretty quickly, Jay will make more than his parents. Um, I hired a 17 year old Last year, she did the same thing. She reached out to me and was like, uh, she didn't um, <clears throat> insult me as much as your guy did. But, <laughs> no, Jay's um, awesome. <laughs> um, she was like, I think we can, you know, really raise your numbers. And, you know, she got me, we, we're no longer working together, but it's mainly because like, I just couldn't. What I found with social media is that what I really need is another Farnoosh. I am really good at coming up with the ideas and the content, but it's just by the time I was giving her all the directions and everything and all she had to do was edit, I was like, I'm just going to learn how to edit because that seems to me like, you know, the only missing link. And it saves me time actually, if I just do it myself. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a nutcase. It's not actually, by the way, that's super common. And I don't mean, and and the book starts with frequently made excuses because when we recognize that things we're thinking are unique and realize that there's answers to it, it makes us feel seen and understood and also that it's ultimately solvable. And it's very common in in entrepreneurship for people that are, I'm not saying you're stuck even, but that are one stuck at some level or they're doing a lot of things they don't really want to do. Right. Like I don't want to do customer support. I don't like doing really the sales at all. And so what I would notice though, I'm curious for you to keep experimenting and really thinking about how your dream week is. Like my dream week is I don't do anything before noon at all. Yeah. Right. I can, I, I don't want to do anything before noon, no meetings, nothing. Unless, you know, you can choose to do it if you want. And then I have two hours, three, maybe of absolute meetings. And then one day a week, I'll make some content. And then I used to be around smart people who like to do these other parts yeah. of the business. Like Alone and Kellen, they love project management. Oh my God. They're so phenomenal at it spreadsheets, to-dos, oh coordination. I'm like, that breaks oh, my you- brain. I, I had an operations expert come in and she was like, I'm going to create these systems. I was like, listen, I use iPhone notes and oh, I've one. been 
notes. That's it. Like I just write everything down and I'm, I'm a, I'm a taskmaster. Maybe sometimes it moves into Excel, but that's about it. Like, you know, and, and she's like, you know, I, I know so many millionaires, entrepreneurs who are just like you. And I'm like, yeah, because you got to just find out what works for you. And, um, I'm, I love executive functioning, but I think sometimes we overcomplicate processes. Um, Do, do you have an assistant? I did. And I go through phases. So I had an assistant, no longer do. It just depends on my workload and my, you know, my business. Um, there are periods where things are very consistent and on uh, like the, the wheel is turning and not a lot of overwhelm. Totally. And then like I launch, then I'm launching a book and suddenly it's all of the things that I was doing plus this yeah. other thing. And I need, I need support. So I, I bet I completely value assistants and even interns. Yeah. I was big on that in the beginning of my business and they've helped me scale. Um, but I think once I, you know, 20 years in you learn, where your attention is needed and where it's not and where to bring in help and when to not and where to make investments and when to not. So yeah. I, I credit just aging, I guess, um, is really the point to this. <laughs> well, I, I just I have to comment. You're doing great. I think Thank you're you. doing great. I, like, I, the fact you know, that you, you literally from, week, you got fired. To yours. I don't start podcasting until noon most days. Yeah. Um, well, I, first off for anyone who's at least gotten started and for someone like yourself who's created a, a you know something it seems that like you're proud of is really we should give ourselves more props and, and that's why I want to recognize you for getting going on that and if it's something you know I think for I've seen my buddy Adam Gilbert he runs my bodytutor.com yes he I was know him. doing yeah I love Adam he's my best friend and he does everything himself and he did that for about seven years and then he had two kids and he said I want to have more time with my kids. Yeah. And that, that was the catalyst where he's like, well, instead of me having to coach and me doing this and me doing that, he, he started slowly. Now he coaches yeah. the coaches and then he got a programmer and then he got an operations, but it wasn't all at once. And it sounds like, you know, everyone goes through their own journey of, of how that fits and, and works into their life. But I think the cool part of entrepreneurship by getting started and having it, some, some, I'm sure you recognize it too, is you can ultimately control a lot of how you want to live your life, which is such an amazing luxury. It is. It is. And thank you so much for being such an inspiration, not only through your action, but also your words, Million Dollar Weekend. Uh-huh. And everybody, check out the book. I love what you say about just starting because up until that point, it's all just theoretical. And someone corrected me the other day because I was like, oh, I'm starting these digital workshops. I'm going to fail. I know it. And he was like, you're going to learn. That's what's going to happen. You're going to learn. Like failure, like let's call it something else because that word feels like a non-starter for a lot of us. And instead just say, it's an experiment. You're a scientist, you're going to learn. And that's how I'm approaching it. And I'm really having a lot more fun because of it. Thank you for coming on the show. Everybody check out Million Dollar Weekend. We'll put the link in our show notes. Thank you. Appreciate you, Noah. Happy New Year. I can still say that. I, I don't know why we turn our holiday lights off. They're so cool. <laughs> like, why not just all year long have your holiday lights I on? mean, now you can wear white when it's not Labor Day. I feel like you can just... Say what you want. As long as it's in good spirit, I'm here for it. Thanks to Noah Kagan for joining us. His book is called Million Dollar Weekend, the surprisingly simple way to launch a seven-figure business in 48 hours.
Stay tuned for Friday's episode of Ask for Unusual. I'll be answering your money questions. It's not too late to submit them. You can go to somoneypodcast.com, click on Ask Farnoosh and drop me a question there. You can DM me on Instagram at Farnoosh Tarabi, and you can always email me farnoosh at somoneypodcast.com. I'll see you soon. Until then, I hope your day is so money. Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy-to-use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business, all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. AWeber, simpler email marketing.